0: Welcome in. This is the first episode of season two of the Blue Notes podcast. Blue Notes is a presentation of Indianapolis Colts stories and notes. I'm your host, Benji Taylor. Hey, I'm going to come right out with it. I'm not ready for this. I didn't plan to start season two so soon. I was enjoying the break, spending time with family, plowing through audiobooks, and being reasonably productive at my job. (laughs) I was having a nice time until Chris Ballard dumped cold water on my head. Well, I don't know if it was his fault. We'll figure it out. But I did know this would happen. I knew this was coming. The quarterback dominoes are falling, and now it's time to get to work. There is much to discuss, Colts fans, and I'm here for it. Season 2 of Blue Notes starts right now. There's plenty of mud to wade through in this premiere episode, but let's start with some good news. This past week, tight end Jack Doyle announced his retirement, and I think that's news worth celebrating. Jack has been one of my favorite Colts over the past few years, a reliable and productive player on the field, and it seemed like he was an even better man off the field. Jack was undrafted in 2013, but he was signed by his hometown team to play tight end in the NFL. A dream came true and lasted nine seasons in Indianapolis. Jack never wore another jersey in the NFL. His receiving numbers weren't comparable to the better tight ends in the league, but his blocking ability prolonged his time in Indy. In fact, those signature blocks were some of the ones that sprung Jonathan Taylor for game-breaking runs this past season. Jack Doyle was an unsung hero and perhaps the last remaining link to our old buddy Andrew Luck. Congratulations on a fine career, and I wish you well in retirement. Thanks, Jack. Just a little side note. I've already mentioned that I I hadn't planned to start the new season just yet, so I'm a bit unprepared. But that's good because there are no rules. I don't know how long this episode will last or when the next episode will be could be tomorrow two weeks from now I don't know when we get close to the start of the NFL season I will settle in on that one episode per week but until then we'll just I don't know we'll just hit record as needed okay I put it off long enough so we should talk about quarterbacks and I'm so angry right now Actually, I'm not. I've calmed down a bit, but three days ago, I lost my mind. Let's recap. Okay, so a year ago, I was furious. The Colts missed on Matthew Stafford. I texted words and used emojis I don't normally use. The Colts decided to move on from Philip Rivers. Officially, Rivers retired, but I think there is good reason to believe that the Colts told Rivers they weren't bringing him back. Well, they moved on. And suddenly, they were in the quarterback market. About 10 days after Rivers retired, Stafford was traded to the Rams. I lost my mind. (laughs) I thought he would be a perfect fit for this team, for the Colts. And I don't know if the Colts made any attempt, whether they called Detroit and offered their firstborn or maybe a box of nickels. I don't know. The Colts didn't have much to give up at the time, unlike the Rams who traded Jared Goff, along with premium picks. Indy didn't have a quarterback to trade back to Detroit. And say what you want about Jared Goff, but he played in the Super Bowl. I mean, he has more playoff experience than Carson Wentz. In fact, he was taken one pick ahead of Wentz in that 2016 draft. Goff was a viable starter last season and he did start 14 games for the feisty Lions in 2021. The Colts They simply did not have a quarterback to package in the deal. So they missed out on Stafford. And it was really during this time that I started the Blue Notes podcast. My first five or six episodes were going to explore the quarterback options for the Colts. Well, after I wrote my first episode, news broke that the Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Colts. I hated that the Colts missed on Stafford But this move seemed like the next best thing at the time. Zach Kiefer called it the best of bad options. For better or worse, the Colts had its new quarterback. I was skeptical but hopeful about the Wentz deal. I thought new scenery mixed with his favorite coach would nudge a quick turnaround from disaster to dominance. Or at least dangerously close to something good. Well, he wasn't good. Carson Wentz had some good moments in 2021. His best game was the win on Christmas Day in Arizona. He had other nice throws and sneaky scrambles scattered throughout the first 15 games. Then, in the final two games, Carson imploded. The Colts season ended abruptly, and before they arrived back in Indy, rumors swirled about the team once again moving on from its starting quarterback. There are plenty of reasons to believe that Carson would be better in his second year with the Colts, but the collapse we saw with our own eyes was enough to shut my mouth. Carson did himself no favors. Instead, with his poor play, he paved the smooth path out of Indy. Jim Ursay, Chris Ballard, and Frank Reich had every reason to part with Wentz, but as I looked around the league and at incoming rookie quarterbacks, I struggled to see another available player who would be a significant upgrade from Carson. There was really only one player I considered, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl winning quarterback who still has many seasons left in his prime. He had no business being traded. And even his own coach Pete Carroll stated recently that they had no intentions of trading Russ but I believed he would be available. I wrote about this friction before the Colts played the Seattle Seahawks in week one of the 2021 season. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson played two different brands of football. It was well-documented, and strangely, strangely, the team committed to the 70-year-old coach instead of the young quarterback in his prime. Russ was, in fact, available, and he was traded to the Broncos Tuesday. I lost my mind again. Again, he was the one I wanted. Aaron Rodgers was supposedly available, and I do admit that Rodgers is a supreme talent. He would undoubtedly be an upgrade over Carson, but I didn't want Rodgers, no more than I'd want Phillip Rivers to come back again. No, thank you. Russ, honestly, Doesn't even fit the scheme or personnel all that well. But it doesn't matter. If a talent like that is available, you do whatever you can to acquire it. It's true that Russ had a no-trade clause and he had to sign off on any trade out of Seattle. But who cares? Who cares? I'm not the best salesman, but I'm making that call and pitching something. Are you telling me that the Seattle Seahawks wouldn't rather have Carson Wentz than Drew Locke? How about Darius Leonard if you make that call and offer those players and the best picks you can muster I'm thinking the Seahawks GM John Schneider then has one more conversation with Russell Wilson for a good negotiator as Chris Ballard believes he is everything everything should be available everything others said that Ciara <laughs> Wilson's pop star wife wouldn't come to Indy. Why not? What's so great about Seattle? What's so great about Denver? It's not like they're riding their bike to LA or something like that. They're flying anywhere they go, and Indy is closer to New York and Miami. It's a shorter plane ride. If I were Chris Ballard, I wouldn't have settled for a no on that deal. Look, the past three Super Bowl winners, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Chiefs, they all had pretty decent teams with decent quarterbacks, but they all upgraded and they were rewarded instantly. Okay, so the Colts missed on Stafford. They missed on Russ. When this offseason started, I had a list drawn of my preferred quarterback options. Number one was Russell Wilson. Number two was Carson Wentz. That's how I saw it. There was one clear upgrade outside of Wilson. Rodgers would be better, but insufferable, and that's it. I figured if Wilson wasn't coming to Indy, then the team should stick with Carson. He was already on the payroll. He would be the first quarterback, I think, since 2016 to start consecutive seasons for the team. A second year in the scheme and with the roster might prove mightily fine. Colts GM Chris Ballard disagreed. Wednesday, Carson Wentz was traded to Washington. A decision to dispose of Wentz was likely made on the plane ride back to Indy after the disaster in Jacksonville. The team only had to wait for the right situation to dump him, and that moment presented itself Wednesday. As I mentioned earlier, Carson had some fine moments in 2021, but the final two games Losses to the Raiders and the Jags with a playoff berth to gain sealed his fate. After the trade was announced, a friend texted me and said that if the Colts beat the Jags in week 18, Carson would still be a Colt. And I agreed. That's all he had to do. Just beat the worst team in the league on the final week of the season. That's it. He didn't. The Colts didn't. And now Carson Wentz, is traded to Washington. The trade is done. Carson Wentz is in Washington. Russell Wilson is in Denver. And the Colts are moving on. My head exploded a little bit this week, but I'm fine now. The staggering move to toss Wentz to D.C. did yield some small rewards right now, Colts fans are throwing Super Bowl level parades because the Colts lead the league in salary cap space with nearly 70 million dollars to spend. (laughs) 70 million. In Michael Scott fashion, my response to that is BFD. (laughs) No quarterback, no left tackle, depleted talent at the tight end and wide receiver positions. BFD, (laughs) it's gonna take more than 70 million to get this team right. These problems can't be fixed overnight, no matter how many zeros are on that check. 70 million dollars is a lot of cash, but it doesn't matter if the right players aren't available. Throwing 70 million dollars to this year's market is like taking 100 bucks down to the hot dog stand. You're not getting filet mignon. More cash means more hot dogs, and that's it. It's better to have cash than not have cash, but I'm not convinced that the Colts' answers are available in the free agency market. One thing this trade does show, and I'm pleased about this, is that Chris Ballard and the Colts were able to correct a bad decision. I liked Carson okay, and and I lean on Kiefer's perspective that he was the best available at the time, but... If the team doesn't feel that way, if they've learned definitively after watching the tape that he wasn't the guy moving forward, then the next right move is to cut bait. That was the right move, and the best bosses, the best CEOs, aren't afraid to admit they were wrong and make that next right move. The Colts determined that Carson wasn't their guy, and they got rid of him. I can respect that. There's no good reason to wallow in yesterday's bathwater, or perhaps another way to put it is this, it's never too late to do the right thing. I wish Carson Wentz well in Washington. I think he's genuinely a good dude. But since Andrew Luck retired, Colts fans have learned one thing for sure. You have no chance, no chance in this league if you don't have a franchise quarterback. And until you find that guy, you must keep searching. The Colts have decided that Carson isn't it. So the search continues. Now that the Colts are yet again searching for a starting quarterback, I compiled a list of guys that I didn't want and why I didn't want them. That list includes Mitch Trubisky, Jimmy G, and even a Jacoby Brissett return, but we don't really need to go down that sad avenue. Instead, let's consider the best options available. I'm excited about a potential trade for Derek Carr. He can bring his hideous locks and black mascara right to Indy, and I think he would be a great fit. He's road-tested and has gone into Arrowhead Stadium and dueled Mahomes with favor. Carr, he might not have the physical tools as Carson Wentz, but he's close, and he more than makes up for that with grit a quality that escaped Carson, unfortunately. Carr might be the first on my list, but I just don't think it's realistic. As I've said before, if the Raiders deal Carr, they'll suddenly realize what the Colts already know. It's a hard life out there without a true starter at the position. And Derek Carr is better than most. Besides, we know who took that head coaching job. It's Josh McDaniels who spurned the Colts in 2018 He's not doing any favors for this franchise. In another frustrating text exchange following the Wentz deal, a good friend of mine, who, by the way, is a Packers fan, said that Jordan Love could be a viable option. I immediately scoffed, but after good sleep and now a clear head, I'm starting to think that Love might be the best option for the Colts. There has been some confusion about whether Aaron Rodgers did or did not sign a new contract, But what Rodgers did confirm is that he is returning to Green Bay, and it's possible that he plays beyond 2022. The franchise is in no rush to move off of Aaron and seems pleased to have him as long as he'll stay. Rogers' return makes 2020 first-round pick Jordan Love a squandered resource. To make a last Super Bowl push in Aaron Rodgers' final chapter, the Packers would be wise to move Jordan Love and acquire either talent or more picks to get talent. If this is the play, the Colts should be buyers. If neither Derek Carr nor Jordan Love are wearing Colts blue next year, then I hope it's because Ballard and company have vaulted up the draft board and selected a rookie signal caller. Supposedly this is a poverty draft for the quarterback position, but I fully expect a few names to move up in mocks as the draft approaches. Liberty quarterback Malik Willis might be the most talented of the bunch, and I'd be more than fine with that pick, but I'm hearing that Pitt's Kenny Pickett is the most NFL ready, and that's what we need. Kenny Small Hands Pickett is my preferred rookie to lead the Colts next year. He'll have to leave the fake slide somewhere in the college arena, but to me, he just looks the part. The only problem there is that he won't be an easy pick. Current mock drafts have Pickett going at number 18 to New Orleans, but I think he goes much higher than that. And keep in mind that the Colts don't have a first round pick, so it'll take an aggressive leap just to move into a position to draft Pickett. The Eagles have picks 15 and 16, thanks to the Colts, and it's possible that they could use one of their picks to draft a quarterback. I know the current mocks aren't giving much thought to QBs this year, but I expect that to change in the coming weeks. Quarterbacks always jump up the board in March and April. The Lions, Texans, Giants, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Browns, and Eagles could all be interested in drafting a quarterback. The Colts would likely need to get into the top 10 and possibly into the top 5 to get their guy. It seems unlikely, but the Bills made a similar jump to snatch Josh Allen in 2018. It required multiple trades for them and would be that and much more for the Colts. But it's not impossible. The Indianapolis Colts' search for its new franchise quarterback continues. I would trade for Jordan Love, but I also like the idea of trading for Derek Carr or drafting Kenny Pickett. Regardless, this should be fun. Season two of Blue Notes is here. I'm not quite ready to jump back into weekly episodes, so I think we'll just press record as needed leading up to the draft. Talk to you soon, Colts fans. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes podcast. I'm Benji Taylor, thanks for listening.